Welcome to Runway Walks, Current Talks, your weekly podcast that examines luxury fashion through an affordable vocabulary. We are your hosts, Liz and Whitney. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode two of Liz and Friends series. I would like to give you guys all a little bit of an update. Whitney is doing really well. Um, She'll be back in a few weeks and I'll let her give you guys a full update, but she's well, she's home. Um, So we'll, we'll let her handle that, but the baby's healthy. She's healthy. So we're so thankful for that. Um, Today I would like to, I'm so excited. I'm just smiling. Um, I would like to introduce one of my best friends in the entire world. Her name is Rosie. So Rosie, tell everybody hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm smiling so much too. Like my face hurts already. I know it's so funny because nobody can see us, but we're so excited. Yeah, uh, just for the record, we can see each other and we look like psychopaths because we're smiling so we're much. We're like class to like smiling. And I have my like Starbucks Christmas cup because today was the first day to get my like holiday cheer cup. Um because we're recording on a Friday. This won't come out till Tuesday, um, but it, we're recording on Friday. So so just to go over quickly a little bit of, of who my friend Rosie is, and I will probably refer to her as Roz because that's what I call her. Um, so Roz is one of my best friends from college. Um, we were in the same sorority together, which now is kind of hysterical because we're like, we're both like so not involved with any of that, right? <laughs> oh, no. Not really. I mean, I have some of my best friends from our sorority, but other than that, um, I don't feel like a sorority girl so much anymore. No, but I don't think either one of us ever really were like, woo, sisterhood. I was like, no, this is just like, it's fine. It's cool. I almost got kicked out my senior year. They like brought me down to the basement. So like that, I was that person. That's so, kind of creepy. Yeah. Did you not know that? They took me down. No. And because... One of my parents hadn't paid my tuition for a semester. They were like, you're in fear of losing your position. And I was like, cool. (laughs) I remember that, but I didn't remember that it happened in the basement. I think that it totally should and could have happened above ground. It was wild. It was so wild. So, um, yeah. But so I would say that sorority brought us together, but a love of theater kind of kept us friends. I would say we both now work in theater um, Rosie works for a very predominant company in, um, in New York. And as you guys know, I work, my husband and I own a, a performing arts center in, in Oklahoma. So we're both, we both still laugh about what's, first of all, what's going on right now. It's very horrific, but it's also just like, what are we doing? We're all in limbo. All of us artists around the globe, around the globe really are just kind of like, SOS, we're all kind of stranded. Like, what's happening? So it's kind of crazy. So to be honest, this is like really fun that we're getting to have this distraction right now and talk about some fun things in life. Um Yeah, before the pandemic, you would come to New York and we saw shows together. I know. Every time you came to New York, multiple times a year. And so definitely theater keeps us together. 100 percent And I would also say just like it was so funny because like Rosie and I were also those two people like living in the sorority house and everybody was studying and we were like cracking out on like law and order SVU in one room, not studying. <laughs> yeah. We ate a lot of cheddar rolled gold pretzels 
Yeah. We listen to a lot of Christmas music at every time of year. All the time. All the time. November or May, always Christmas music. And one of my favorite memories, though, of you from college is that. So um, Rosie had this refrigerator in her room in the sorority house. (laughs) And it was entirely full of Diet Dr. Pepper cans. This is so embarrassing. She would write a note on it in the inside about how she knew if someone stole one out of her refrigerator. (laughs) I don't remember at all. You did. I mean, I think that doesn't surprise me. That sounds like something I would do. The note was a joke, but like it was, it was like also like it's not a joke. Like I will under serious undertones. (laughs) Yeah. So Rosie, I'm still an addict. Yes, you have one right now, right? I have one right now. I'm drinking one as we speak. It's just hilarious because I I'm always known for having a Starbucks, always, and you're always known for having what we call a DDP, always DDP. Um. And so, um, but after college, we both moved to New York. So we really stayed, we really stayed pretty close. Um, and of course you guys know that I worked in fashion and, and Rosie stayed in the theater world. Um, but we, we always saw shows together and we even spent New Year's. One of my favorite days with you was New, was New Year's day. Um, we, we had such a good day. Donuts and we shopped of course. And then my other, one of my other favorite memories was last year. We were both in London the same week. And we spent like an entire day and a half together, like shopping and eating and having Prosecco. And it was just like, it was so low. It was like almost a year it ago. Was so, it was so amazing. It started really, really dramatically, but it was so amazing. Remember it started with, we were taking that bus tour that was a tea themed holiday bus tour. And I am almost never late to anything, but I was straightening my hair and I burned a big part of my hair off. I forgot about straightening it. There was some issue. There was some, this is probably not exciting to people listening to this, but there was some issue with like the wattage or the voltage or something in London that it made my hair straightener like extra hot. And so I literally burned my hair off. So I was in my hotel room crying because my hair burned off. And then I realized I'm running about, you know, five or 10 minutes late for this bus tour, which was going to be fine. So I go to try to catch the city bus, the double decker, um, to get to our bus tour. And even though those buses are so reliable in London, the one I was trying to catch was delayed or not running or something. So then I ended up having to walk and then I went to the wrong place. And then you and your sister, Catherine, were on the bus and we had been playing this for months or weeks at a long time we were yeah, so excited we, this was the yeah. one we had booked and it was expensive. Right. It was like it, it was like maybe 90 dollars a person or something yeah yeah and you guys were on the bus and the bus had left and i called you and said where are you guys i can't find you and then next thing i know it's incredibly dark outside you guys have already started driving we can't we don't know our way around the city so i'm literally sobbing on the street trying to tell you, I see a black cab and I see a statue. And you were like, I don't see any of that. I don't know where you are. I'm so sorry. And you're both crying. And then I finally found the bus. Like literally I'm just tracing buses around London, like a psychopath running around. And I finally find it. And I just jump on the back. And the person working there, you know, kind of says to me, 
I really can't let you on this bus, this moving bus. And I was like, I have to go. I I just have to. And you had told her about me. So she knew to expect me. And then she walked me up there. We ended up having such a good time, but. We kind of uh, turned into a party bus. Everybody else was like, oh, I'm here with my grandma. I'm here with my friends. And we were like, she's here. Oh my God. And everyone cheered. Everyone cheered when I got there. It was so great. It was so great. We were all on that journey together. It was great. Never a dull moment. No, but that was, that was such a fun time. And I honestly cannot believe that was like almost a year ago, like in a couple of weeks, that would, that will have been one year ago. That was crazy. Um, but we've had a lot of fun memories together and hopefully more to come after all this COVID nonsense is over and we can start seeing each other again. But, um, so a few of the reasons why I wanted to have Rosie on the podcast. So, um, much like a lot of New Yorkers right now, Rosie is kind of temporarily disposed she's she's temporarily moved back to um arizona with her new puppy which we'll talk about him later um and her mom and she's working from home hence the pandemic um when she she actually drove from new york to arizona that's like nuts i can't i still like to this day i'm like by yourself you did that with you yes crazy it was a three and a half day drive wild but i got to see you we got to see each other for one night it was really really fun um, so we're going to be talking about different styles from New York to Arizona, which will be really, really interesting and, and comical, I'm sure. Um, but before we get into this, I wanted to also mention that I think one of my favorite fashion slash Halloween moments and or achievements that I've ever had has been with Rosie. So it was Halloween 2011. I cannot believe it's been that long. We dressed up as Rosie and Sophia Grace, the two little girls known for singing super bass. And we had the flute. We had the, the pink leotards, the skirts. Like we literally looked like them. We were we went all out. Yeah. Song. We sang the song at the party. Like it was my favorite thing ever. We went all out. We looked so good. We looked really, really good. We need to like yeah. redo that. Next year will be 10 years. Maybe next year we can redo it. Our 10 years. We do. It was honestly, it was a cultural phenomenon at the time because those little girls, they're British and they were on Ellen. And so everyone was talking about them. They were just these cute little girls who were like seven or eight. And so I feel like when people saw us, they immediately knew who we were. Whereas now it might be a little harder to identify, but maybe they'll come back. Well, they are. I think they'll. Yeah, they'll reemerge. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that was like one of my favorite and famous fashion moments of Liz and Rosie over the years. Um, so we're going to get into some questions and it'll be super fun. But before we um, get into some fashion questions, um, we kind of have to address the elephant in the room a little bit. I know that we I released an episode with my friend Marisha this week on Tuesday and we didn't really address it at all um, on election day. But we are, are also, I know this is a huge distraction podcast for a lot of people for many reasons. People come here to listen to us talk about historical figures in fashion and fashion weeks and, you know, different business opportunities for people in fashion. But we're also here to be human and to not ignore what's going on in the rest of the United States. So first of all, Rosie, how are you? We're recording on a Friday. We still don't know who the president is. It's wild. We still don't know who the president is. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's like <laughs> you have to laugh or you will cry. I don't know what the alternative is. I think we've all just been on such a roller coaster of emotions from um, 
sheer terror to cautious optimism and uh I'm feeling more numb now which is actually an upgrade from what I was feeling so I'm I'm okay I, I hope that by the time this episode airs we have some semblance of calm in our country and some consensus um because it's just it's such a divided time but everyone copes in different ways and I this is my this is my much needed dose of self-care for the day after this I'm going to go back to doom scrolling and watching the news but I needed this today news channel and you know I think it's it's no secrets everybody I know Whitney and I don't really talk about where we land, but it's not really a big secret to anybody that we, we both lean a little, lean a little bit more left than, than right. And so I don't know. I think it's just been, it's been a long four years. I'll say that it's been a really, really long four years and it's going to be another long four years, no matter what happens at this point. Um, but, um, I will, I also want to say that I'm so proud of you, Rosie, because Rosie has worked so fucking hard, like harder than anybody else I know um, with Knock for Democracy. Also, shout out to you. You're doing incredible things. Um, and unfortunately, my life has been a little bit wild lately with work and other personal circumstances. And I was only able to to do one afternoon with you. And hopefully with all these runoffs in Georgia, I'm able to 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 participate. Um but I think what they're doing is amazing. And Rosie, I think what you've done to really be proactive and be an activist during this time is really, really impressive. So I'm really Thank you so much. proud to know you. And, you know, I, I also just like, I know I talk about this too. Like I work with young people and almost everybody of my kids that was eligible to vote, um, voted. And that makes me like tearful. Like I can't talk about it because it's just such an emotional thing for me, but to see 18, 19, 20 year olds voting for the first time and asking questions, making their own opinion and not just listening to what their parents say or, you know, what the, their community says, really thinking and using their own brain at that age is so important. So um, you've been such That's a really special throughout this entire process because it is, it is draining. It's emotionally, yeah. no matter what yeah. on, to be an activist right now. Yeah, especially I I just want to say also about your students, I think it's especially impressive for them to vote in such high numbers in a state like Oklahoma, which is so red, because I think a lot of people on both sides of the aisle in Oklahoma feel like, what's the point of my vote? No matter what I do, whether I vote red or blue, whether I vote Republican or Democrat, the state's going to go red. So why bother? Um, and the fact is, a lot of the work we do with Knock for Democracy and the work that a lot of activists are trying to encourage around the country is just participation in our democracy, just yeah. elevated participation in our democracy. Um, and so I just find that so impressive that so many of those young people got out to the polls this year, especially in a state like Oklahoma, where, you know, a lot of people are discouraged and feel like maybe their vote doesn't count. 100%. And, you know, Nick and I, make it very aware to them and our resources to them. And, and so many of my friends tell me, and it's, it's the, it's one of the things that I take to heart the most at this point in my life is I wish I had you in my life when I was a young person. And that to me is like the ultimate compliment by far. Um, yeah. Again, like it's emotional for me to talk about it, but it's really, really cool to see the work that young people are doing and to see the work that you're doing and to see how much right now it matters. And it's, it, it is making a difference. Um, so we'll move on from that, but we just wanted to address it a little bit because we can't just ignore it. 
Um, so now we're going to get into some fun stuff and distract from that for a little bit. So you have, you are now in Arizona, not in New York anymore. Well, slash New Jersey, because you live in, you live in, in New Jersey, but you work in New York. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, um, well, first of all, have you bought anything different to wear since moving to Arizona that you either wouldn't have worn in the city in New York, or that is more useful there that you need? Well, first of all, I wear things out in public here that I would never be caught dead in, in New York or in Jersey city where I live, which is right across the Hudson river from Manhattan. Right. Um, just because I feel the stakes are just so low. Like I'm in the desert of Southern Arizona, just South of Tucson. And, uh, I don't know anyone here really. And, uh, no one has high expectations fashion wise. I think the only things I really bought are actually shockingly like tank tops because it's still, it's November 6th today and the high is 87 degrees and it pretty much has stayed this warm since I got here in June. And when I got here, the average high every day was like 112 degrees. Oh my. So you really didn't want to be wearing clothes. <laughs> and now the high is like 87 today. It's 87 today. Yeah. On November 6th. Like fans that also blow water at you that plug into your phone. (laughs) Oh, yes. I have one of those fans that goes around your neck. I wish that the people could see the motion I'm making, but it's basically like a necklace. And then they have two fans that sit like right on your collarbone and you can adjust them to point at your face. And it's a rechargeable thing. And it's actually brilliant. But like, not fashion, not fashion. But in all. Arizona, though, it works. Oh yeah, you do what you have to do. So on that note, what do you think are the major differences in like people even just like going to the grocery store, walking your dog, like running around town, versus like I mean, you see people in New York in like a suit walking their dog down the street. So yeah, I mean, they they might have just come home from work, but I would also say like. Even where, of course, where I am, it's like totally different, but people don't just wear a full suit to work. Right. Exactly. I think in New York, one of the things people like so much about it is that there's that varied style, just the same way that you have every single kind of food, every single kind of cuisine you could ever want, every single kind of art you could ever want. You also have every single kind of fashion you could ever want. So you're just as likely to see someone walking their dog in leggings as you are in a ball gown, literally. Um, on the same block sometimes. So uh, yeah, definitely don't get many ball gowns here. The people <laughs> skew a little older. Um, the town where my mom lives is very much like a golf, golf-centric town, a tennis-centric town. So I would call the street style here um, either Talbot's casual <laughs> or like golf pro shop chic. I feel like it's a pretty good representation. It's It's exactly. It's, it's a lot of of polos, polo shirts and khakis for every gender identity and every age, Um, which is really not me. I don't own a polo and I don't own anything in a coat in a khaki color. Um, But yeah, I mean, like I said, my my standards for dress are so low now. I just pretty much go to the grocery store in in my PJs. So 
So what's going to happen when you go back to New York and you have to wear like real clothes to the grocery store? I'm going to have to listen to this podcast repeatedly to re-educate myself about what is fashionable again, because I have completely unplugged. Like brainwashing yourself. Like I have to wear jeans to Dwayne Reed. I have to wear right. <laughs> Exactly. I'm going to have to, I'm also going to have to like reinvest in my wardrobe because I haven't really bought anything new other than loungewear. <laughs> I mean, same. I'm with yeah. You. In the last probably six or seven months. So I'm going to have to probably reinvest in my wardrobe. So I'll be um, tapping you as my stylist for that project. Well, I'm always here. You know, I am. Yes. Free source only for you, Roz. Thank you so much. Yeah. You, you do pro bono work for me only because um, I'm a charity case. Oh, stop. No, you always look <laughs> great. Um, so do you think you're going to miss bundling up in your big winter coat this winter? Oh, I totally will. And I think I think at this point, it's still kind of up in the air. But yeah, I, I think I'll be here at least for some of January, and then go back. Um, but I love the cold weather. I miss it a lot. And I think um, just thinking about it from through a fashion lens, in New York, because it's a walking city, people spend a lot of time outside versus in other cities where you really just go from your front door to your car and from your car to the front door of whatever you're walking into and you're not outside that much. So the stakes of your outerwear are very low in places in which people drive a lot. In New York, everyone walks. So I take my outerwear very seriously. I've got multiple winter coats. I've got multiple boots. I've got multiple scarves and hats and gloves. I'm sure I'm going to get multiple warm weather or sorry, cool weather face masks. Um, and uh, yeah, people people take it seriously. And I certainly do. And of course, it's not fun to walk around on the ice. But other than that, I love I love cold weather and I love bundling up. And part of the magic of New York is the holidays. And I would the, say I miss the most about the city because Nick and I could never really afford to come home for Christmas. It was either like, you know, come home or not, not get each other a gift. And like, we all know I love gifts. So I was yes, like, we do know that I'm getting presents. <laughs> so we always stay and we made it a tradition to go do Christmas Eve at the Rockefeller tree late, late at night because the tourists were all gone. They were all asleep right. out partying. We always got a hot, a dirty water hot dog on the side of the street. And we went to Godiva and got chocolate dipped strawberries. And we went and saw the tree. That was like what we did every year. And like to this day, like since we've moved back to Oklahoma, that's like on Christmas Eve, it's always a little bit sad for the two of us. Like we always have that moment of like, ah, oh, because there's nothing like New York at Christmas. Nothing. nothing. It's so special. It's just, it's, it really is magical. Um, yeah. You really just feel the energy just everywhere yeah. in the air around you. I will tell you, it's so funny because I have my like, well, you've seen it, my huge like shoulder to ankle, like padded down comforter North face, like a thousand dollar coat that I got when mm -hmm. I'm and it only gets like down to like maybe 25, 30 here, like maybe 10 days out of the year. And I whip that bad boy out and stroll around town and people are like, why do you have that coat? I'm like, bitch, I lived in New York for three. I lived in New York. Excuse me. I don't, I don't fuck with cold weather. <laughs> I need a walking sleeping bag at all times when it's under it's 25 degrees. Cashmere yeah. scarf. Like exactly. If you can see any part of my body other than my eyes, I'm doing something wrong. 100%. Yeah. Well, I miss that. I miss that. 
I, I, I missed all the winter fashion for sure. Um, so I, we do have to talk about your dog for just a minute. Um, yes. also I want to know if he has anything to wear for, for like maybe like a Christmas photo shoot or is it too hot there for him to wear clothes? We need to work on that. So I bought him this really cute shearling quarter zip sweatshirt pullover thing and it's camo. Um, he doesn't love it. He doesn't love it, <laughs> but it's really cute. Um, and it's not cool enough for it yet here, but I'm sure it will be. Um, and it's just precious and it's got little sleeves and it's way too big on him, but it's adorable. And my mom's dog, Chica, has a matching one. So we love that. Um, and they but, and yes, they have become friends. It, it took a while, but they have finally warmed up to one another. Um, and I know you sent me a link for matching PJs that you can buy for yourself and your dog. So I'm going to look into that. But as of right now, um, he, he goes naked almost every day. He doesn't have a lot of clothes. He does. He is going to need some little boots or shoes or socks or something for the winter when it's too cold to walk around outside. So I don't know how I'm going to get him to wear those, but if anyone has any recommendations, please slide into the DMS of runway walks, current talks and give those to me. <laughs> I could use them. <laughs> me too. For my dogs. Cause we're going to yeah. do a photo shoot at home this year for our Christmas card. So they need something cute to wear. Definitely. Um, well, lastly, like our last like little topic I wanted to talk about today because Whitney and I haven't really discussed it a whole lot, but I know you and I have texted back and forth pretty frequently about, about like, not only masks that look cute, but masks that are also comfortable to wear because there's times like for myself, I have to like dance in it for four or five hours a day. And I don't, I mean, I don't want it to fall down or look, I don't want to look crazy, but I don't want to just look like I have this like surgical mask on in front of children, like looking wild. So have you found any that you really love that like look good and feel good on your face? Yes, I have actually. And I have such high standards for this, actually, because I feel like I'm ultra sensitive to the ear strap part of masks. A lot of them are like this itchy, uncomfortable elastic, um, which it's fine for 15 minutes running into the grocery store to get your pickup order. But it's like you said, you are sometimes wearing masks for hours at a time and you want to feel comfortable wearing everything you're wearing. Um, including that. So I have like my very favorite, most comfortable one that I found is not a quote unquote brand, but there's this Etsy seller um, who makes all of his own masks. His name is Mr. Face Mask. And he I makes these that. masks that are like the softest t-shirt material, like cotton knit you've ever felt in your life. It's like dreamy heaven pillow t-shirt material. And some of them are tie-dyed. I have some tie-dye ones. And they're just so soft on your face. The ear straps are super soft. They're not elastic. They're the same material. Um, and they're really comfortable. I can't vouch for how safe they are because it's just like two layers of cotton. But they're so soft. Um, and then I love that mask that I got. Michelle Obama has this organization called When We All Vote. And they did a collaboration with um, Bloomingdale's, I think it was. Yeah. So they had these black masks that just said in giant white letters in all caps, vote across the front. 
Um, and that was pretty much my mask uniform for the last two months or so around Arizona. Um, so those are my favorites as far as probably comfort is concerned. And then I have this, this designer, I just constantly am served her, um, her ads on social media called Lily Sadugi. Do you know her? I don't know. Oh my gosh. Also, it's, it's, um, L E L E S A D O U G H I, but I can send this to you. Um, she does the big padded Blair Waldorf headbands that are embellished with like the little pearls and stuff oh, and diamonds and rhinestones. She does matching masks that are like a really, really cute material. Um, she's got some holiday ones that just came out that are like, they look like Christmas plaid. And they've got little pearls all over them and they match the headbands. So you can get a mask with that's embellished with rhinestones or pearls and matching headbands. And I think she makes mask chains as well that are either pearls or rhinestones or something like that so that you can take your mask off and just let it hang around your neck. Um, it's a very matchy matchy and it's really cute. And it's, it's very, the look in general is very preppy, which is not really me, but um, I've like fallen in love with her designs. But I feel so, like all Christmas. That's like so cute to wear around. It's perfect for Christmas. It literally just looks like green and red scotch tape plaid. I love that. Yeah, it's very cute. So that's um I have to look because I've seen her headband. You mentioned the headbands. I was like, oh duh, I know exactly who she is. Yeah. But I haven't seen her masks and everything. So I'll have to go look. Yeah, look at those. Uh, because I have a few on my list that I'm wanting to invest in. Yes, tell me. Um, so I've also um I have a couple of, and I know I've mentioned this to you. Um, of Johnny was, um, they come in five packs of five for $25, which is like very reasonable. That's incredible pricing. Yeah. And I got the, um, I got the tie dye pack of course. Um, but Nick got the handkerchief pack. So they're like handkerchief, uh, prints of like, you know, the blue hanky, the red one. Um, and they're actually pretty comfortable for me because my, like, to be honest, my face is just so like, I have like a, I wear kid size hats. I know I've mentioned this before on the podcast and it's like the running joke is like, Oh, Liz has to buy the kid size hat. because She has this baby head. So they don't stay on my face and my ears as tightly as like they do on Nick because my face is so much smaller. So I feel like they're more comfortable for me than they are for him for that reason. But I have three that I'm looking to invest in and then I can report back because I want to just get one of each. The rag and bone one, it's like a scarf. Like it's Yes, like I've seen that. Scarf hanging from your face. I'm not sure how safe it is, but I feel like I can wear one of those just like surgical plain blue ones underneath it and then put that one over it to just walk around and look chic. I think that's such a good idea. It's very like... Um, like a day of very cowboy bandit chic i love it it's yeah in oklahoma nobody would really bad money exactly you're just calamity jane just fitting in 100 so that's the first one i want the second one and it doesn't really matter what brand it is i kind of want the silk pillowcase like the famous silk place um a silk mask because i've heard that they are really good and they also have some that are self-tie behind your ears so that might be good for me, especially at work because, and I'm also, I also don't want masks. I know I've talked about that a little bit too. When we had mm -hmm. Whitney's friend, Laura on for skincare, it's like, how do we take care of that? Plus sweating and for me, like I sweat in this like all afternoon at work. Um, so that's the second, the second one I want to invest in. But the third one, I think I might've sent you a picture of this one of these before. So her name is Erin Robinson. You did. She's the winner of Project Runway season 15. 
So she has two. The first one that she came out with is just really cool. That it now comes in like hot pink, black, lime green, like bright, crazy colors. The actual mask is that crazy color. It fits around your ear and then they, it, they tighten it at your chin. So it doesn't, they're just one strap that goes around and then, and then they have these like toggles that hang down like all the way to your waist. So it's like a look. The second one that she made though is a full pink, pink and white or, bl or blue and white gingham that wraps around your face and it has a gigantic bow in the back that hangs down your back. And I'm like, that is a look. <laughs> That's a look. That's a look. Look. Like I need, yep. I need it for Christmas. I need to show up on my Zoom with my family for Christmas because you know we're not going anywhere <laughs> with that on so I can just like turn around and show the bow off. That's, That's my perfect. I really want to invest in that one for, for the holidays. I think the bow flip is going to be the new hair flip for you. 100%. I'm here for it. Here for just, it. you know, give us that little sassy attitude. Give us a bow flip. I'm going to do like a slick back, like slick back high pony. So it looks like, you know, my hair is just up and, and then whop bow. Mm -hmm. Right. Give me a look. Flip it out. So anyway. I love that. I look forward to hearing reports on all of those. I look forward to um, posting a bunch of these photos and seeing if any of our any of our listeners buy them or have or have bought them and have reviews for us as well. Yes, or have their own mask recommendations because yeah. I'm always open. I'm constantly asking you what's good and what's not. We're constantly asking each other. So if you guys have any mask recommendations for us, please let us know. Um, but this has been super fun, Roz, to have. I you know. And we'll have this to listen to for like ever because, you know, everything, everything that's posted on the internet doesn't ever really go away. So we'll exactly. have to, I'm going to be listening to this when I'm 75 years old. And we'll be laughing about our college memories and our mask recommendations from the year of 2020. I know. <laughs> so, Hopefully we won't be wearing masks anymore by then. Oh my gosh, I hope, I hope not. I hope not. We'll have them stowed away in our attic somewhere to reminisce about. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope everybody is taking care of themselves right now. Take a bubble bath, online shop, do some skincare. I don't know, whatever. Buy some eat, buy and eat all the chocolate, whatever you guys need to be doing. We're all in this together right now. Um, and I want to say to you all, thank you guys so much for joining us today. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Ciao. Thanks for joining us on Runway Walk's Current Talks. A big thank you goes out to Troy and Quincy Taylor and TTU for composing our theme music. We love it and are so grateful that you let us use it. If you're looking for more RWCT, visit our website, runwaywalkscurrenttalks.com and find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And as always, please rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate all the support.